morning, Big T, here. First show, The Political Voice. Some of you may know me from the football world. I do a show called The Madden Voice. Today is a football day. Putting football on the back burner. The last 48 hours, and it's been just about 48 hours, I have to say politically have been the most surreal 48 hours, maybe of my entire life. I don't recall anything like this since I was a little boy watching um, Richard Nixon get on an airplane, interrupted the price is right, to get on an airplane, wave goodbye after being impeached. It is amazing what the election and now the inauguration of Donald Trump has stimulated, and I'm choosing my words carefully. Why am I here? Why am I doing this show? A lot of you know, if you're listening and you're, you're, you're in my circle, my normal answer is I'm doing it because I can. I'm doing it because I need to. I just watched literally Meet the Presses on as we speak. I just watched Chuck Todd interview Kellyanne Conway, counselor to President Trump and the former campaign manager, the last of three, President Trump, largely responsible for him winning the election. Give credit where credit is due. And he asked her a pointed question. Why did the press secretary come out this first press conference and attack the press? and make five statements in which four of them turned out to be categorically untrue. And she never answered. He asked her this question five times. She didn't answer the question. She She didn't answer it. See, it's a microcosm of the problem here. Here's what I'm talking about. I have been on Facebook for two days arguing with people, discussing with people, agreeing with people, and disagreeing with people. And here's the problem here. No one is saying that Donald Trump should fail. No one is saying that uh, he hasn't earned the right to be president of the United States. What we're saying is, now what? Because he ran a campaign a certain way. And you had the people that said, I can't believe it. And you had the people said, it's refreshing. And then for two months after he's been elected, he continued the same treatment. And for two days being in office, he's done the same thing. So all indications are 
that he's going to continue to be the same that he's always been. What does that mean for us? I don't know. I don't know. I do know that there are many, many uninformed people out there that have opinions about things that they don't take the time to research to realize that there's no facts to support that position. There's, there's no data that supports that position. You want to support Trump? Be my guest. That's your right. You want to debate me or argue with me or argue with anybody that is challenging our president? Can bring facts to the discussion, not rhetoric. And I have never seen, I have never spent so much time on Facebook. <laughs> I really, I've never had, I've never posted so much on Facebook. But the last two days, and I'm going to share some of it with you. But what, but what, back to why am I doing this show? I, I think, I, I don't know what to do to effectuate a change. I, I don't know. You know, four years from now, you know, or three years from now, I could run for president, right? That'd be one way to do it, okay? Um, you know, we, we, could, we could march, right? That's what happened yesterday. Talk about that in a minute. Um, we could talk to our local um, senators, um, congressmen, you know, and go that route. But I think the way to make change is information and to really educate those that, that want to be educated. I had a guy on Facebook that wanted to get into a debate, and I wouldn't get into it with him because I could sense it wasn't worth it. <laughs> so what's the point? You know, if somebody wants to call in or if somebody wants to, you know, we, we, this is my first show, so I have nothing set up yet. I woke up at 6 o'clock this morning, and I said, I'm doing this. I set this up with Blog Talk Radio two years ago, and I'll tell you about that in a minute. And I woke up this morning, and I said, I'm doing it. And then the rest of the day is going to be football, but I'm doing it. So I have nothing set up. No Twitter set up. I have nothing set up yet. Who knows? For all I know, I could be talking to myself. There could be nobody out there listening to me, and that's okay, too. Um, I needed to do something to get my stuff out there. And if somebody at some point wants to come on and challenge me, I welcome it. This will be a no-ignorance zone. So if you're coming on with ignorant, unsubstantiated garbage, I, I have no time for it. But if you've got something that's well thought out, let's talk about it. Hey, I'm, I, I'll give you an example of something I did because I was open to accepting, and maybe accept is not, a, not, a, not the right word because he is the president, but trying to look for something, trying, right? So I said, well, I've been in and around affordable housing my entire career. I know it well. He nominated, he meaning Donald Trump, President Trump, I don't want to be disrespectful, President Trump um, nominated Ben Carson, his former rival, um, surgeon, I think there was a movie, Cuba Gooding Jr., I want to say it's Gifted Hands or something like that about him. And apparently, I, I don't know much about Ben Carson in detail, I've read his bio, but, I, you know, but apparently he's an amazing doctor, an amazing surgeon. Um, that's his history, that's his background. And apparently when it comes to that, he's, he's the man, right? And so, you know, I, I'm thinking health and human services, right? Health, um, surgeon general, right? Those kind of things make sense. HUD is housing, you know, affordable housing, 
um, real estate redevelopment and development, uh, senior housing, uh, Section 8 subsidy program, um, you know, and, and so I looked at his bio and I said, I see nothing relevant here. Nothing. Nothing. So I, I, I put a post up and I said, can, can you guys help me with the fact that, um, you know, Ben Carson is the nominee. Can somebody give me, you know, a reason as to why Ben Carson would make sense as the nominee, um, maybe not nominee, was it a nominee, nominee, right? He's the, he's the, he is, what do they call the cabinet? He's nominee for cabinet, cabinet nominee, right? I'm trying to get the word right. He was, he's been nominated to be the Department of HUD. And I'm looking up, I'm looking up, um, because I want to read some of these responses. It's, 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 it's amazing, some of the responses. So I'm, I'm scrolling now to try to get there, because um, I did this a few days ago. Here it is. So I said, and I have 46 responses, right? So here, here it is. Honest question, open mind. Why would Trump nominate, uh, typo, Ben Carson, a surgeon to lead HUD? Why not Surgeon General or Health and Human Services, right? Fair question, okay? So, you know, I got some, I got some, sarcastic answers but um uh let's see uh you know again bashing i really wasn't trying to bash i really wanted someone to you know tell me why right um so let's see that's nothing that's nothing um uh here we go here, here, here here's 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 the here's the million dollar answer i won't say the guy's name um but uh, let's see, a black man who grew up in government housing made a success of himself. Yeah, why should he lead HUD? I know. Let's get a rich white guy. Shaking my head. Democrats are never happy. So I said, is that a serious answer? A successful black, you said it, man who lived in public housing, correct term, not government housing, uh, makes him qualified? Yes, that is what I said. Why wouldn't a well-educated black man who is intelligent and came from nothing not be a good role model and, and looked at as a positive. I didn't ask about him being a role model. <laughs> that wasn't the question. I, I didn't say he shouldn't be a leader in some fashion. And I don't know that my question referred to race in any way, shape, or form. And here was one of, here was another answer, um, which, which I thought was good that someone else gave. No one questioned him being a role model. The question was what makes him qualified to lead housing and urban development? When in the course of his career, he's done nothing in that area whatsoever. Saying he lived in public housing makes him qualified would be like saying someone who grew up living next to a gas station is qualified to run the Department of Energy. Okay? And the other guy couldn't come back. I mean, that was it. The, the conversation, other people chimed in. But, um, and, that was, and that was it. Not one person, not one person um, could give me one valid reason why Ben Carson is nominated to be the HUD secretary. I, 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 and so these are the kinds of things that have America, frankly, people around the world, questioning President Trump. And, and Ben Carson is, is not the only one, okay? Um, but, but that was the one that jumped out at me, right? So I set up the political voice, couple years ago. Um, 
my my father who died on June of 2014, may he rest in peace, uh, was a big, big, big political um, follower. He watched all the shows. He was retired, watched all the shows. And him and I would have numerous discussions and debates, most of which we agreed, a few we didn't agree, um, on what was going on. And he was very well informed. Um, And this is a guy who didn't use the internet, didn't go on Facebook, didn't tweet, he just watched TV. And he watched everything so that he had all of the data. And I said, wow, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do something to honor my dad. So the political express was born, but it just didn't feel right because I do a show called The Madden Voice. I've been told for a number of years that I have a distinct voice. So I'm, I'm, I'm using the voice thing, right? And so I said, you know, and maybe nationally, there's already a political voice somewhere. Maybe there's a blog out there. I mean, it's, it's, it's not, you know, it's the Madden voice was something I created for football. There was nothing called the Madden voice before I walked into the Madden scene and walked into that world, which was the Madden video game. And I created the Madden voice, right? I, I can't, I can't stake claim to the political voice. There's probably, if I Googled it, which I have not, it might be out there, but it is my offering to society to see what change can be made. What can we do here? What, you know, what are we going to do for the next four years? Some people have said he's the president. Get over it. Um, No, (laughs) I respect it. Absolutely respect it. He's the president. Absolutely. Get over it. So, so that means don't do anything. Don't complain. Just get on the bus, sit in the back row and like it. Yeah, no, no. I, I think I think the millions of women around the world yesterday, unprecedented uh, display against our new president demonstrates that people aren't just going to sit. It demonstrates the intent to hold President Trump accountable, right? So what has President Trump done in 48 hours to deserve uh, this backlash? Well, It's not what he's done in 48 hours. It's what he's done in the last uh, 18, 19 months. It's all of the things that he has said repeatedly. And people say, well, they're just words. Well, words start wars, right? Words are our primary facet of communication. They're just words. So if you have someone special in your life and say, I love you, it's just words. You have someone special in your life and you say, go F yourself. It's just words. If you go into your boss's office and say, stick it where the sun don't shine. Do you get to keep your job? Words are powerful. It's not just words. It's words with, with intentions behind it. And president Trump has repeatedly done this over and over and over again. And frankly, we're tired of it. Hey, you know, I'll give you, I'll give you an example of what he's done recently after being sworn in. I gave him credit yesterday. I said, you know what? Protests are going on nationwide, all 50 states, worldwide. And he hadn't said a word. Give him credit. Smart thing to do. Don't acknowledge it. 
you know, and if you were to acknowledge it, it wouldn't be with any negativity because it's our constitutional right in this country to, to peacefully protest. I'm not talking about the idiots that smashed windows and, 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 you know, all that destroy. I'm not talking about that. And I can't believe that, that there are idiots out there that would think because, because someone supports civil disobedience, because someone supports protesting, that that automatically means that, that any type of protesting, no, moron, wake up. I don't mean that. I don't, I may understand why, but I never support violence because that doesn't do anything. Two wrongs do not make a right, but peaceful, organized, orchestrated. Absolutely. So I gave him credit yesterday. I said, you know what? Okay. He hasn't said a word. He has not um, uttered a word about it until today, earlier this morning. And I quote, watched protests yesterday, but was under the impression that we just had an election. Why didn't these people vote? Celebs hurt cause badly. I'm sorry. What makes you think these people didn't vote? And the last I knew, you lost the popular vote by almost three million votes. So you lost the popular vote, President Trump. Yes, you won the Electoral College. I get it. Probably something in that system that needs to be fixed, but can't do anything about it now. But where do you get off saying that? Why didn't these people vote? Pretty clear they did because you lost the popular vote significantly. Worse than history. So it's and, and frankly, I don't know who voted and who didn't specifically attached to the, the, the ladies. And I'm, I'm assuming most of it was women because that's what I've been seeing on TV. But I'll just say the people. Um, predominantly women that marched, I wouldn't know. So how would you know? Do you actually know? See, it's, it's, it's making a statement that's ir- you're the president and you're making an irresponsible statement like that. You're the president. We have a constitution, First Amendment, freedom of speech. You're supposed to protect and preserve the constitution. So help me God. Protect. Didn't we just hear that two days ago? protect and preserve the constitution so help me god and i'm you know it may not exactly be those words but it's it's close is that by by criticizing but then here's what happens here's what mr trump does right someone says something to him i would imagine it says hey you're president i mean you, you, you know you can't say that and sometimes he listens and sometimes he doesn't, right? So he doesn't delete the tweet because then that would imply he was wrong. But he retweets later and he says, peaceful protests are a hallmark of our democracy. Even if I don't always agree, I recognize the rights of people to express their views. That's what you should have said in the first place. And I wouldn't even have put in, if, even if I don't agree. I mean, that's fine. I'm, you know, I'm not trying to be nitpicky. That's fine. But I wouldn't even have put that in there personally but okay that's fine that should have been the only tweet if you're even gonna acknowledge it which is fine to acknowledge it that would have been fine that would have shown a maturity that 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 president trump has so far been unable to show see i'm a fair guy i'm a fair guy uh i wasn't a huge fan of bush 43 but I respected how he handled um, the, the 9-11. I, 
I thought he was phenomenal during that time. When the nation needed leadership, I think he stood right up and he grabbed the reins. If you think back to uh, when Reagan, for those of you old heads like me, when Reagan was assassinated, and I'm sorry, he wasn't assassinated, uh, attempted assassination, Reagan was shot. <clears throat> actually, I stood right in the spot years ago where Reagan was, where he got shot. Actually, they have it. It's like right here, and I stood there. But anyway, I digress. Reagan was shot, and Alexander Hay, I'm in charge, which he really wasn't for the, you know, the, the, the uh, progression. He wasn't, but he said that. But he grabbed the reins, right? Bush 43 did, 9-11. I thought he was phenomenal during that time. I thought in a time where the country needed unity, he led. I, give him, I will give him that credit. In one of the lowest points of my lifetime, he stood up and he led. And I give him all the credit in the world for that. Now, there's other things that happened in this presidency that we don't need to get into today that I don't agree with, but I give him all the credit in the world for that. I think he was the right man in the right position, and he did a, 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 a magnificent job. I have no problem giving credit where credit is due. I think President Trump's Secretary of Interior looks like someone that might actually be okay in the position. Looks like he's got relevant experience, and it looks like, in spite of the fact that the president doesn't think there's climate issues, climate change, he's already wiped it off the White House website, this guy came right out and said, I disagree. Like that. Seems like a good choice. There is, um, I'm drawing a blank. Oh, uh, the uh, uh, Department of Energy. And the guy that was, uh, I want to say it's Exxon, makes sense, right? If you're uh, 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 involved at a high level with a major, major uh, producer of fuel, and then you're going to be our secretary of, uh, or the Department of Energy, makes sense to me. I'm okay with that. I, I haven't gotten into the nitty gritty of his, you know, I, you know, of his past, and you know, uh, and, and there may be reasons for me to, to back up from that statement. But overall, it makes sense. Um, education makes no sense. You know, Carson, bad choice. Devos, I believe her name is, Betsy Devos. I, I, I don't, I, I, I don't, I, I think just completely, completely like way out of whack. Our very own senator, and I'm broadcasting from Connecticut, and our senator, Chris Murphy, who, option, who, who I've worked with when he was Congressman Murphy, I think, I think the world of him, asked her point blank, how do you feel about gun-free zones? Can you definitively, because President Trump's going to get rid of gun-free zones as it relates to school. His, his theory on that is there should be security that's able to carry guns so that if the bad guys show up, they can be dealt with. I'm on the fence about that, but that's his position. Senator Murphy said, how do you feel about gun-free zones? And further said, can you definitively say that schools, there are no place for guns? She brought up something about some school out somewhere that they have guns uh, or may need guns because of bears. And, and, and you got to watch the clip. It's on YouTube. The look he gives her, it, I, it was like, 
it, you know, it, you know, you ever talk to somebody and you ask them a question and they answer you with such a ridiculous response that you, you, you're just, you're frozen and you can't even, you don't even know where to go with it. You, you just hear it and you're like, uh, 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 I, that's the look on his face. Like she, did she say grizzly bears out somewhere? Is that what she said? I'm, I'm sorry. You DVR it in your head and you play it back real quick. Yeah. Horrible. Horrible. Um, I, I think that, yeah, no, you know what? I'm not going to go that direction. My first show. Um, there's a lot of discussion on he's your president now, accept it, right? And I wanted to look back on how he won. And, you know, I think Hillary Clinton will always regret how she managed her campaign because he just outmaneuvered her and outflanked her. And she, she, one of the biggest mistakes she made was the whole email crisis. It took too long to come up with it, and he exploited that to the end. And it gave her an appearance of corruption that, frankly, I don't agree with, but that's the appearance it gave, hiding something. And, and people were saying, I don't like Trump, but I can't stand Hillary. And that's what I heard. And that's what he capitalized on, right? Remember Crooked Hillary? Lock her up. Lock her up. Remember all of that? That's how he got in. Did he mean it? Uh, my first day in office, which he's made about 500 promises of what he's going to do first day in office. We're going to talk about what he actually did do first day in office. But he talked about hiring an independent investigator or, or independent prosecutor to go after Hillary. Because he called her crooked Hillary, right? <laughs> the night of the election, she went to the, or the afternoon, she went to the luncheon with her husband, President Bill Clinton, and he acknowledged her and said how much he respected her and how happy he was that she came. Now, I get it. Someone said to you, we need unity. And the best way to have unity is to bury the hatchet. And so he's, he's attempting to bury the hatchet. But how do, you, how do you go from crooked Hillary, lock her up, and when I take office, I'm going to hire a special investigator, an independent investigator, to, to go after you, to I respect you very much. I, 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 I don't get it. But I do get it because that's how he won. He didn't mean it. People liked it. People wanted to hear it. I'm going to build a wall. Everybody, hey! And Mexico's going to pay for it. Hey! Oh, trust me. Mexico's going to pay for it. They don't know it yet, but they're going to pay for it. Hey! Right? Have you heard the latest? <laughs> a little subtle switch. I'm still building the wall, but now he's going, he's going to go to Congress. And Mexico's going to reimburse us. Or he's going to look at the, the, the aid that they get and maybe impact that. Now, somebody on Facebook said, hey, man, this is the way it's always been. Go to this, go to this website and read this. Okay. 
I'm not denying that. Maybe that's the case. But I'm also telling you what's been plastered all over social media, which we know he is the king of, and network and cable TV for over a year was, I'm going to build a wall and Mexico is going to pay for it. Not, I'm going to build a wall and Mexico is going to reimburse me. Not, I'm going to build a wall and we'll deal with the ramifications later. No, I'm building a wall and Mexico is going to pay for it. Trust me. And then the Mexican president said, we're not paying for anything. You can forget that. And he had a few choice words. And what did Trump say? The wall just got 10 feet higher. <laughs> just like that, right? Because you insulted me because you hurt my feelings. Hey, you may say, this guy, why am I listening to this guy? He's just going to bash Trump. I'm not really bashing him. I'm telling you what happened. <laughs> you know, the thing is, I haven't even begun to bash. I could. <clears throat> Pardon me. That's not the point of the show. The point of the show is let's talk about it. You know, I- I'm willing to listen. I'm willing to read posts and Twitter feeds and, and Facebook stuff and, and be corrected if I'm wrong. I'm willing to do that. But I'm just giving you the facts. I'm just giving you the information. That, that's really all I'm doing. People are saying, I want Trump to succeed because he's our president. And rooting for him to fail is like being on a boat, rooting for the captain to sink the ship. Right? I get it. That's what everybody's saying. Everybody's saying that. I don't agree with them, but I hope I'm wrong, right? Everybody's saying that. I don't agree with them, but I don't have faith. You know everybody lying, right? You, you know people are lying. No, what it is, I'm going to tell you what it really is. It's people want the country to succeed in spite of him because there is no faith that President Trump is going to do the things that he claims that he's going to do. Some of which I hope he can do, some of which I'm a little nervous about him doing. Why do I say that? Because at 12 o'clock, he was sworn in as the uh, 45th president of the United States. And he made a very interesting speech where he talked about um, the inner cities and the drugs and the crime and you know, I, I posted, my God, he makes it sound like a third world country. I had a couple people say we are. Well, those people should actually go to a third world country for a little while and then come and talk to me. Okay. Our ghettos, the worst of the worst of the worst of the worst of our inner city ghettos aren't are, are luxury hotels compared to Haiti, parts of Haiti and other areas in this world. They would, they would, they would arrive to live in some of our bad ghettos okay so you don't know what you're talking about but i digress he wants to help struggling families hey that's great then why the heck as one of your first acts on inauguration day would you sign an executive order that cancels and i don't want to hear He's, you know, he's going to check it out and it, may come, it ain't coming back. My opinion. The views that I express on this show are the views of me, Big T, and nobody else's. I have no affiliations. It's just me. I don't believe it's coming back. But irrele- irrelevant to whether it's coming back or not. He, he stopped it one week. So, so real quick, because I know this space very, very well. FHA charges insurance 
on mortgages. FHA is a big insurance company that's a subdivision, a, a part of HUD. Hmm, HUD. But, but there will be a commissioner of FHA. Even though there's a secretary of HUD, there will be a commissioner of FHA, right? So FHA is a big insurance company, insures mortgages. So when a bank does a mortgage and the person's a little risky, FHA says, go ahead, Mr. Banker, take that risk and we're going to insure your losses. Okay. I had to, I had to educate people about this too, because people just didn't know. And that's fine because you're not in the business. <clears throat> but why talk about it? Why comment on it? One guy said, uh, you know, uh, I don't want to pay for somebody else's property insurance. Eh, it's not property insurance. Mortgage insurance. You're insuring the mortgage. The money never, under any circumstances, goes to the homeowner, goes to the bank. So the bank is willing to take a, a risk. All insurances have, there are premiums. The higher the premium, the more you pay. The lower premium, the less you pay. So they were lowering the premium. Not significantly, but enough to make a difference. Some people say it's $500 a year. I've heard $900 a year. It's really based on loan amount and risk, so nobody really knows. But let's just say $700, $800 a year. For some people, that's very significant. That's very significant. For new families trying to get into a house, that $30, $40, $50 a month could be the difference between approval and denial based on this thing we call ratios. Look it up, research it. Not here to teach a mortgage class. He got rid of it. He got, it, got rid of the rate reduction. In case you haven't noticed, interest rates are climbing, which means you could buy less today than you could a year ago. So a year ago, you could have got a mortgage for 3%. Today, it's 4%, right? So easy math, if I'm borrowing at 3%, my payment's going to be smaller than at 4%, right? So at higher rates means less buying power. This reduction would help with that gone. So you said you're going to help struggling families. I don't get it. I don't get it. This is why people protest. This is why people march. This is why Facebook has been blowing up for the last two days. I will say this. I'm, I'm shocked. I've not lost one Facebook friend to my knowledge. Now, right now, I could go and half of them are gone. <laughs> I have not lost one Facebook friend. I'm not going to unfriend you because we don't agree. I only unfriend people that are blatantly and clearly racist. And when you start saying things that are just clearly racist, you're probably gone from my friends list. Because I don't have time for that. But because we agree or disagree or we see things differently, I'm not going to unfriend you. Donald Trump, President Trump, is having a thing with the media. He, this week, talked about fake news, right? You, heard, you saw the press conference. Wednesday, maybe? Tuesday, Wednesday? I think it was Tuesday. Fake news. CNN, he called CNN fake news. Wouldn't let the reporter. Browbeat the reporter. Wouldn't let the reporter defend himself, ask a question. Shut up. You're fake news. No, you cannot ask a question. Fake news. Very rude, very belligerent was our, was our at that time, president-elect. Um, okay. And, and, 
you know what? It, on, on one level, there was some substance to what he was saying. But on another level, as, as I looked into it, um, it seemed that any error that was made was immediately corrected because people do make mistakes. That's, that's what I saw. But was it fake news when you continued to push the birther issue, President Obama? You continued to say, where's your birth certificate? Where's your birth certificate? I have uh, inside sources that says birth certificate's fake. There's a, there, now there's a thing going around on Facebook about this guy who found another birth certificate, super, uh, apparently, because everything you see on the internet is true. Did you know that? Everything on the internet must be true. A meme, it's got to be true, right? Well, there's a video going around about some guy who somebody hired a forensic scientist to research Barack Obama's birth certificate, found another birth certificate, a similar time frame, and there were five pieces of information that were exactly identically the same. How could those five pieces of information be exactly the same? I mean, I mean, stamps that are in the exact location, according to this video. I watched five minutes of this 30-minute video. I shut it off because it's a conspiracy theory, and I don't play I don't do that game. So you knew, according to President Trump, that Obama was not born in this country, even though he produced his birth certificate. You had indisputable evidence. I'm smarter than the generals. We've heard that, right? The intelligence community, who now, who now he says he loves, but um, 17 communities told him that Russia hacked us. He said, we don't know. We don't know who hacked us. Then he had to come back and say, well, maybe it was Russia. He had to come back and say, Obama was born in this country, and the issue is dead. It... it you want to talk about fake news, but what have you done, Mr. President? What have you sold us on? What have you perpetrated? It's, it's not, it's, you know, you, you compared uh, uh, our CIA and intelligence community to Nazi Germany, and then you said that the media is acting like you don't have a good relationship. Because you don't. Because you said that they weren't credible. And you're going to be running these agencies. I, this is what you've done, Mr. President. Not us. You've done this. And I'm not going to get into things like his taxes. He's not going to show us the taxes. But ask yourself why. He said it was they're being audited. Every IRS official that could comment has said we cannot confirm or deny the audit, but we can tell you that that's no reason not to share your taxes. So what's he hiding? What is the whole Russia thing deeper than the hacking and whatever potential impact, which no one seems to think there was an impact, then what did they hack for? <laughs> right? They hacked for a purpose. There was an attempt to do something. And didn't he ask them, if you know where the emails are, the emails that were deleted, we like to see them. I'm, I'm jumping around, but I'm making a center point is you, you cannot be the president of the United States and conduct yourself this way. The president-elect of the United States and conduct yourself this way. Say what you want about President Obama. 
Some like him, some don't. Some think he didn't do anything. Some think he did. I, I, you know, I, I'm not going to go there. But there was never this behavior, ever. Dignified, respectful. That's what we need to garner respect around the world. That's not what he's doing. We're going to start winning, President Trump says. Well, okay. We're going to win because you're going to bring jobs back. Well, you could start by, by um, you know, or you could have started by, you know, closing down your factories that are overseas uh, and, and canceling all your contracts with suppliers that are overseas. Um, you, you could have done that months and months ago when you decided to run for president. Right. Because you're criticizing the fact that we're losing jobs. You're one of the reasons. You know, you're going over Scotland building golf courses. What's that doing for the United States? What's that doing for our economy? Not a goddamn thing, but you're doing it. So you complaining that we've lost jobs and you're going around the world developing and redeveloping and all that's doing is benefiting you. Not benefiting our country. It could be benefiting the local economies of the places where you're doing your work. Not benefiting me at all. Which brings me to the last thing that I'm going to talk about. And that's race. Why do people hate, strongly dislike, challenging question President Trump? Because he has not failed to offend anybody. And it's been repeated. Black man. He said for me to vote for him, because what have I got to lose? My neighborhood's a crap. I have no jobs. I'm not making any money. That's what he said. Well, I live in a single family house in a very nice neighborhood with a front and backyard. I have not been unemployed in over 20 years. Meaning, meaning being fired and without a job. Been over 20 years. Um, I don't know who he's talking to. What have we got to lose? In his inauguration speech, when he talked about all of that stuff, if you will, that stops now, if you will, down the street they were riding. So it didn't really stop then. Guess what? It's going to keep happening. President Trump, I don't know you. Um, I, I don't even know if I'd want to meet you. I, I think I have anger inside me because the perception of favoritism and racism in your world is very real to me. I know about the 1973 housing discrimination case. I know these things. Um, I hear what you say and I feel the underlying tone. I think you nominated Ben Carson because he is a black man and he should oversee that low income organization who deals with the poor people. So make a black man do it because they're, they're, they're all living in those houses anyway. So he can relate, right? Every day I'm going to wake up and I'm going to say, let's see what president Trump has done. 
And every day I'm going to hope to find something positive. Because it's my country too. But every day that I wake up and it's more negativity, it fuels me to come right back on, do another show. Fuels me to go on social media and, and make reference to it. It fuels me to help educate the masses. I remember taking uh, history, political science, some course, and it was a government that managed and ruled, not not in this country, it was world history. And it was a long time ago, so you got to bear with me. Maybe if I Googled it, I'd find it. But they ruled with the assumption that the masses were asses, right? Most people didn't know what was going on, couldn't understand, couldn't comprehend what was going on. I don't know if something rings true. There is a denial. A lady on Facebook tell me that President Trump, I'm sorry, President Obama did nothing for the blacks. The blacks? I'm the blacks? <laughs> Told her that she sounded Archie Bunkerish and she got upset with me. Yeah, you'll live. The blacks. But this is what we're hearing, right? First of all, I'm not asking, I didn't ask for President Obama to do something for me, and, I didn't ask, and I'm not asking President Trump to do something for me. I'm saying, what you going to do for all people? All people. Tell me what you're going to do to help everybody. Tell me what you're going to do as leader of the free world to solve the problems that are out there. And we have problems. What are you going to do about it? The rhetoric and the fiery speech and, and the insults and the tweets that's not governing. That's not governing. What are you going to do? Because Obama got crucified for not doing much with all of the, um, the cop, African-American, Black Lives Matter, that whole, that whole thing. Okay? He's, he's out of office now. He's playing golf, and I hope he's enjoying his time with his family. President Trump, what are you going to do? I get it. You met with Martin Luther King III. Good for you. Steve Harvey, you know, whoever else you met with, that's great. Now what? Is the dialogue going to continue? Is there going to be a way that we're going to know that you're paying attention to these matters and you have a plan? Because as a black man living in this country, that's very important to me. Because race relations right now are crappy. People blame Obama. That's their right. I don't, I don't, I don't agree with that. But okay, let's just let's just say it's Obama's fault. He didn't address it. He didn't do enough about it. Fine, I'll give you that one. So what's Donald Trump going to do? What's he going to do the next time we see a video of an unarmed African-American man getting murdered by a rogue, and I'll be very careful here, a rogue police officer, because I believe the vast majority of our law enforcement is beyond reproach in this area. The vast majority of them are, 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 is not an issue, but we've seen rogue elements do what they do. So what is President Trump going to do? Because again, we heard that President Obama didn't do enough. What is he going to do? Is there a plan in place? Obamacare. One of his executive orders was to lessen the burden, right? Lessen the burden of what's going on with people in Obamacare, setting up for repeal. But now, Paul Ryan is saying we won't repeal it without a replacement. And the scuttlebutt is the replacement looks just like Obamacare. <laughs> now, I don't know if this is true or not. 
but what he's going to do. I guess to summarize a lot of what I'm saying is I am not happy with how President Trump ran the campaign, but that's water under the bridge. I am not happy with how he has behaved from November 8th to to January 20th, but now that is water under the bridge. But all of that makes me not believe in him as someone who's going to be an effective president. All of that makes me question his capacity to lead this nation. And in the two days that he's been in office, nothing has happened to make me feel any better. Not a thing. Even a White House statement on the march yesterday is questionable at best. Now, this may or may not be Trump, but it's the White House. It's a shame that the March for Life will not get anywhere near the same amount of coverage that this march got. And those pro-life members were not welcome at the Women's March. The Trump administration welcomes a robust discussion regarding the critical issues facing Americans, women, and families. See, the last part would have been just fine. All that other stuff, that's Trump. That's his tone. You know, got to throw a dig at you. Got to make it personal. You know? Tomorrow, to me, really begins his term. Right? He had the parties and the balls on Friday. I'm sure yesterday and today he's working, but you know, I'm sure, you know, getting settled and getting into a routine and but but you know what? Tomorrow really is it. He's made a lot of commitments on what he's gonna do in the first hundred days. A lot. I'm watching. If I turn the page right now, if I start from the end of this show and say, okay. We are wiping the slate clean. I'm not saying I can do that. I'm a human being, but I'm going to try. But, you know, it's hard when someone lies to you, right? You, you, we've been there, and they say, I'm sorry. And then a week later, they lie to you again, and they say, I'm sorry. How, how credible is that second I'm sorry? What's credible is the change behavior of not lying again. That's what's credible. So it's hard for me to say I'm going to let the past go, meaning right up to right now and start fresh, when the future behavior is probably going to mirror what we've always seen. There's nothing that leads me to believe that he's going to do anything different than what he's always done. And his surrogates, his administration, his staff is following in suit. You don't believe me? Watch Sean Spicer's press conference from yesterday. Watch Kellyanne Conway's interview with Chuck Todd on Meet Meet the Press this morning. This stuff's on YouTube. It'll be there. So, tweets tweets from this morning. So, I'm going to try again to say I'm not in favor of who is in office, but he is my president. I'll turn the page. Until something that already happened happens again. And maybe, maybe, He changes for the better. Maybe someone can get to him. Maybe he realizes, I I am actually the president. I don't need to do this this way anymore to prove anything to anybody because, like he likes to say, I won. And maybe he'll soften the rhetoric and focus on these challenges and issues we have. Or maybe not. 
I, I, I don't know. But I'm willing to see. And I'm willing to, I'm willing to find out. And I'm hoping that I'm wrong. Can we survive four years of Donald Trump? Yes, we can. And I choose those words intentionally. Yes, we can. Uh, If he turns into a complete disaster, we can handle it. We've got 300 plus million people, ton of elected officials, and a system of checks and balances that will allow us a lot of opportunity to make change and do things if this becomes a, a living train wreck. So, yes. This isn't a dictatorship. You know, we can survive. We will survive. The sun will come up tomorrow. We will continue on with our lives. So if this is a train wreck, we can survive. My final thoughts, is it as bad as everybody thinks? Yeah. Yeah. Our country elected a man who's in office who proposed banning Muslims, who talked about grabbing women in their private parts because he was a celebrity, who mocked a disabled reporter, um, who encouraged people to throw out, physically assault and throw out protesters in his rallies who said that in New York City he could walk up in the middle of the street and shoot and kill someone and no one would care and I can go on and on and on and on and on but yeah it's, it's that bad because we have nothing to support the fact that that rhetoric is going to stop we have nothing to support the fact that he's going to take the relationship with Russia Seriously, we have nothing to support the fact that he's going to have the skills to deal with a North Korea or an Iran. We'll just go there and take the oil. It doesn't work that way. And I'm not in foreign relations. That's not my area of expertise. And I know it just doesn't work that way. Yes, as of today, January 22nd, it is that bad. My only hope is that it gets better. And every day, I'm going to turn the page until I can't turn it anymore. I want to thank you for listening to the premiere of The Political Voice. I'll be back. I don't know when. (laughs) I'm being honest with you. This was a spur-of-the-moment decision to do an hour show, talk about some things, see where it goes. It may go nowhere. It may go somewhere. But I'll be back. One way or another, Big T will be there in your corner. Don't complain. Do something. Talk to you next time.